Welcome to episode number 245 of the B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. You certainly are. And that's Nick. Yes. And this is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. This week's movie definitely had me saying what the fuck. Quite so a few times. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. WTF could have been a just as fitting title as the title of the movie because it's like it doesn't matter. It's a it's just why do we name it that? We saw the alternate title. Robo Dad is a better name. One hundred and ten percent Robo Dad. Better name. It even sounds better. It's easier to say. It makes more yes, sense. It's not like ten words long. Uh, and then uh, what was I saying before? Uh, I think it was the intro. Then we started talking about the movie. Yeah, again. we did start talking about the Whatever. movie. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know uh, if you have suggestions. For movies you want us to watch, or you want to say something else to us, uh, you can get get to us on social media at bmoviebreakdown. Email us bmoviepodcast at gmail.com. If you have a movie, movie you want us to watch, or a movie that you made and you want us to watch it and send it to us, or something like that, you can get to us there. We reveal the next week's movie at the end of every episode, so make sure you tune into the very end where we uh, let you know what the next movie is going to be, in case you want to watch it beforehand. And, uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to, uh, get off your mind? <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Well, now that you have the platform. Yeah, that's true. What do I want to talk about? I don't know, maybe some things you have to plug? I could do that. I was trying to think about, you know, glo- wide-spanning global events that I could talk about. Maybe, you know, the, uh, the rise of the far right in Europe or something more dramatic. Just something real intense, you know. But I could just also mention... That I do a lot of things, and you can see me do these things at Scatterville Stories on the Instagram, where I post um, compiling images for the other podcasts that I do with my good friend Zach, called Weird and Feared, where I'm drawing lots of monsters. I'm putting together a book of monsters. It's, it's a work in progress, but we'll get there. It just takes time. Don't let that book of monsters get into the wrong hands. I mean... Like- could come to life or something. There's certain ways to talk to... Um, that's true. That's very true. There's certain ways of going about it, of how I want to f- frame the uh, the written pieces, but we'll figure it out. Like, is it like a guide, like a battling guide or an information guide? Probably be an information guide. I think we'll, it would be. I mean, that's what the podcast does, so stick to that. Um, yeah, you can listen to that podcast wherever you find podcasts. That we're in feared. We're in feared, baby. We're in feared, baby. Yep. And this week's movie... Is also weird, even as weird in the title. It really does. And we're not talking about Robo Dad, because that's not the title of the movie. Not technically. Should have been, mm-hmm. but it's not. This week's movie. And you thought your parents were weird? It's the best of the worst. If I learn one thing from this week's movie... What would you have learned? Is that love breaks the rules. Love does break the rules. The rules of death. The rules of death? The rules... The rules of love. The rules of love. Because, like, uh, you know, it could, uh, I was about to break the rules and uh, take, uh, take, down a, take down love in this movie. In which way? A ghost dad. 
What was, was Ghost going to take down love? How? Between his ex-wife and her new lover, who's a you good guy. Do th- you think any problems would transpire from a woman moving on from her husband who had passed away two years ago to what everyone thought was a suicide, by the and way? And still thinks it's a suicide. They, they had that talk. <laughs> no. No, you just, you're not. Stop. Just stop. They had that talk. So you you think that some that someone's the ghost of someone's dead lover coming back would cause some kind of wrinkle in a current relationship? Well, you know what? It really didn't because the guy was pretty understanding about it. Well, because he was ready at to, one point where he was even like, "Okay, he was ready. He's <laughs> ready to marry this woman," and all of a sudden he gets this drop in his lap. He's like, "What?" So he the emotional investment is already there. So he's just like, "Well, let's see how this plays out." It's just a dead dad back. It's just a dead dad back. Robo dad. Robo dad. Uh, we, learned, mo- we learned a lot in this movie. We did learn a lot. And what I learned is also that uh, titles can be deceiving. Because the title of this movie, and you thought your parents were weird, I don't really understand the title. It makes uh, zero sense. The parents are not that weird. Uh, the mom was pretty normal. The dad was a inventor, scientist. He comes back. From beyond the grave, as a spirit into a robot. Uh, but honestly, uh, that that part is weird. Yes, but that doesn't make him weird. No, just because he's the soul of a dead human being inside of a robot who helps rebuild to become sentient. He himself, as a person, is not. Then again, you heard his jokes. He's a little weird. It's a weird thing that happened, but. But like his he personality is, is a little kooky. He's a little yeah, silly. Yeah, but he's because he's like a nerdy role. Like look at him. Is he inventing all these things? Right. He also he's like a Wayne Zelinsky type, which is funny because the mom is the mom from. Well, yeah, I feel like the kids. Her her fictional character just stuck marrying these bizarre men. <laughs> he just wanted mess with the laws of nature. Yeah, and yeah, I mean this movie just it starts off weird with the kid. I mean the movie's weird. The kids, you know... Yeah, it's absolutely bad. crazy. The kids are crazy. inventors still. They uh, enter a contest to win a, uh, you know, some money for their mom because the, they're not doing so well financially. And this kind of... That that whole process of entering that contest kind of snowballs everything. Yes. Right? The reporter who's at the uh, contest. Right. Meets them there. She has nothing else to do. She finds out about the, the robot they're building, the, uh, the evil family, uh, you know, they find out the, uh... Also, how many reporters go to school science fairs, and then when a kid says, I'm building a robot, you're like, are you? Are you serious? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Oh my god, I gotta get on this! I have to go break into their house. Anybody else would be like, like oh, cool, oh, good cool, job, dude. Good job. Yeah, no. You are? Oh, I'm sure you are. Not- are you serious? Oh, my God, we got it. This is Whoa. a lead. I need to get to their home. This is a lead. What are they building? A robot? Oh, my God. I'm going to take this family down. Yeah. I'm going to tell my boss that I have to go do this, and he's going to say, okay, go do this. <laughs> and then he's going to let me spy on them and film them. And, oh, my and while God. They're, while they're home and through the through the blinds, I'm going to film them, and then I'm going to trick their kid by buying him a sweet GT BMX bike and uh, bribing the kid to uh, tell me some more. The thing is, she only bribed the kid to tell her more. Right. She didn't bribe him to sign a waiver or anything. 
sign a waiver or get paid for it or do money. There's no, you know, you could make a lot of money. You could, if you had all the money in the world, you could afford this bike or a home. When their mom was literally saying they might have to leave their house because they can't afford it. I think one thing this movie suffers from, because, you know, we're talking about like the one one, thing. We're talking about the main plot of like, okay, here's the kids build a robot. They're trying to get it to be sentient. Yes. And the dad comes back from beyond the grave. He when does. The, the kid is at a Halloween party for his, like, basically girlfriend. And Well, they're not that close. Summons him via uh, a Ouija board, but it's called uh, Telephone to Heaven. Can we rename this podcast Telephone to Heaven? <laughs> TTH? TTH all the way. TTH, baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, what I was saying, it suffers from one problem is... So you have this storyline with the kids and the dad comes back and it's a whole thing that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then you have the reporter. Yes. And she's trying to like expose the kids. That's I'm cool with that. And expose the robot thing because she wants a story, a hit story. Doesn't make and any it sense. causes some problems. But then you have the C story with the Kotzwinkles yes. and this guy Jaeger. Well, because once... And that story almost like... You could have had that be a thing, but it should have bled more into, like, the reporter thing. And then the Jaeger season on the TV is like, I need that role. That's, yeah. it, it wasn't. It had nothing to do no. with that. You can just tell when the, uh, the when the second act, when it clicks over to the second half of the movie. It's like, well, that's, reporter story, its purpose is over. Yeah, she's done. Done. Let's get back to the Kotzwinkles and Jaeger. Which is the one you should get into, because they basically allude to the fact that, well, they do say the Kotzwinkles stole Matt. Robot, the dad. Robo dad. Robo dad. His computer and gave the you know blueprints to like you said like they said Jaeger. It's pronounced a weird way to pronounce Jaeger. Jaeger. Don't. I mean that's what happens I guess when you come to America. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Jaeger. Well, it's the hillbilly guys. Yeah. That were saying it most. Um. Um. No, I was just gonna say that. Um. What's his name? God damn it. Fuck. Kotzwinkle? No, I'm trying to jump a different movie just because he's an inventor and his last name's Jaeger and he's uh, Wahlberg in Transformers. His last name's Jaeger. He's an inventor. Oh, man. Maybe this was a... Yeah, this is a huge inspiration. <laughs> inspiration. I mean, Jaeger. he was building robots in his garage. It's, there's a lot going well, on. Well, Jaeger was a corporate. If only Matthew... What if Matthew Wahlberg died and he possessed Optimus Prime? So you Optimus and Matthew... And Matthew Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. There's too many Matts going. <laughs> Matt, too many Matthew Carson. Yeah. Matthew Carson. I meant, I meant Mark Wahlberg if he died and possessed Optimus Prime. Because that's what happens in this movie. Yeah. But back to that. The whole point is that this company probably got him murdered. Yeah. He said a skunk fl- flew out in front of him, but he didn't seem too sure about the skunk, and maybe somebody whipped something just out in front of him on the road. Yeah, he kept saying the skunk. Like not like like this like skunk like we're right. not really sure if it was like, or th- wasn't this a skunk. action this action literally murdered him and he's being coy about it. But it's crazy to find out that the dad drove off a cliff and everybody thought that's how, that's what he did to commit suicide. Yeah, because he was real sad in the weeks before. He was just driving around deciding uh-huh. this is it, drive off a cliff. Wee! Woo! Spins the wheel, baby. Because <laughs> 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 it's funny when you when you hear it in the beginning when the kid says to the mom, uh, the kid Josh, the older son he says uh, you know when dad killed himself and, and then you're it, like what and everyone just accept and everyone just plays it like that's what everybody believes i had a feeling we were never gonna it was never gonna come up and that 
He did kill himself. I was hoping... I was not hoping that he killed himself, but I was hoping that we didn't get anything more than that. Right. It was just that. But we did get a little bit of an explanation. Huge story. That something else happened. But for a while, you're thinking this guy killed himself. So they're trying to figure out how did it happen. Right. You know, maybe, maybe it was an accident, but accidents can happen in a lot of different ways. Uh-huh. But you come to find out that it was a car going off a cliff. Right. Which is so extreme. Very extreme. Boom! <laughs> I wish we would have had that flashback Crash. scene. I wish we would have had that flashback scene where Alan where <coughs> tells us what's happening. Where he goes on and explains what's happening, like narrates over it, and we just see Alan Thicke driving a car. And then you see the car fly off the road because a, a skunk runs in front of him, and we get to watch it explode. Yeah, because Alan Thicke's never in this movie. No, he's all voice. Physically, never in the film. No. The dads in the flashback videos, they're not him. It's not him. No. It's, yeah, it's somebody else. This is an ambiguous man. Yeah. It's a weird movie, and that's why I, I guess the title can be go along with the movie is weird. The title sucks, Cause man. Because it, it, in the, but you know what? As much as we think it was weird, and it's not the greatest movie, it kind of just like goes and is, and it hits, I mean, it hits these points, but it just like there's not much of a story. For a movie that is about a robot that gets possessed by a dead person. See, that's it, though. That's it. That's what right. you get. You just right. get to sit. You get to sit there as you're watching, and like, oh. <laughs> but there's not much of a story that comes out of that. Other than the, the Cotswinkle thing is like a slight thing, and so is the report. Like you were saying, the reporter, but they're like, they're like two half stories. They are. But it's funny because we, you know, however you might feel about this, there's some other people online that have felt certain things about this movie as well. And we, I feel like we've been on a good roll. We're doing that before you dive into these unsolicited submissions that we have acquired from the internet when the dad possesses the robot I just need to establish this before we get going the dad possesses the robot they're trying to build a robot they're unsuccessful with building the robot Right. Correct. It's not working. But dad comes back, possesses the robot, explains he didn't kill himself so he can continue a relationship with his children somehow. So then, but because he's a genius, they decide to use their common knowledge to build a robot. So they build a sentient robot that exists and can communicate. And it's possessed by their dead dad. It's a ro- It's a shop vac with a sentient artificial intelligence and a ghost from beyond the grave. Yeah, so it's two personalities. It's Yeah, it's, he's Iron Man. It is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the do- the ghost dad has has his Jarvis has his Friday and it's Newman. Yeah, they name it Newman. Newman. So Alan- so because because they thought it would be a new man. Correct. So Matt, the inventor dad, is often conversing with an entity that lives within inside the same shell as him. Yeah, and that's how they were able to kind of fully build the AI. Is because the dad was inside the robot. Yeah, he could just he could just. Ghost, he could see it all. He's in there. Sure. Ghost, it's ghost, man. You can't. It's ghost. You can't. It's well, ghost. Some, there's some people, uh, you know, online that. Yes. Yeah, so. You know. So what do they have to say about what, this masterpiece? Uh, you know, they. Well, one review says scared me as a child. Should should have. Yeah. And then the but the review goes on to say this is a wonderful heartfelt movie. Hmm. All the children as well as Alan Thicke gave super performances. Well, definitely something you could watch with the whole family. If you like not the Not Quite Human series, I'd recommend this. Not Quite Human? What is that? I Did you look that up? No, I'm going to right now. Not Quite Human. And it's a series? Was a Oh, it was a series of movies. Okay. From 87. Oh, I've seen one of these. It was a Disney movie. What, exp- read the thing. And it's... Um, read the thing. 
Yeah, so Alan Thick stars in this. In in this? Yes. Not quite human? Yes. He's a dad. Okay. Well, he's a scientist. Okay. So his name is Dr. Jonas Carson. Weird. No. Uh, a scientist invents Chip, an android teenager. Dr. Carson sends Chip to school with his daughter Becky to see where an a- whether an android could interact with others. But his former employer decides to try and make profit by stealing the mechanical boy. This is the same story, basically, except the dad's not dead. Right. But I've seen one of one of these not-quite-human movies. This is the alternate universe where the dad doesn't die. That's what this is. Right. It's, it's literally the alternate universe. Where he's named Matt and instead of, what is the name? What did you just say his name Jonas. was? Jonas. Jonas Carson. Matt Carson. This, oh my God. I've seen at least one of these. It sounds very familiar. I'm sure I have the, the, I, I know, just based on the what the kid looks like that plays the robot. How, how many are there? There's three of them. Damn, dude. They're whole, all made for TV. It's a whole month. Uh, that's, a whole, that's a whole month of podcasts. Crazy. Yeah. But I've definitely seen one, if not all of these. Uh, not, I remember them just playing them on TV. They'd be on Disney Channel or yeah. what have you. They were, from 87 to 92, there were three of these made-for-TV uh, movies. So that's interesting that that person referenced that... Uh, Why is the dad the same last name? Other, uh, yeah, just like Wanted Carson... And Alan Thick. I think it's just a weird coincidence. The two coincidences? <laughs> Alan Thick and the Carson last name? Maybe it was a deleted, maybe this was supposed to be, maybe it was inspired by or. May, uh, possibly. Or something, or it was like, did the guy who made this movie ever do anything with those movies? No. Like, not direct, but like. The guy who made this movie only did two things. But he was this wor- movie and another movie. Was he, working, was he working on set? So he's I like, have those notes. He, so he like wrote fan fiction? I don't have those notes. Mm. I'm sorry. Just a hypothesis. Yeah. I can't can't give you any insight there. I don't have any further notes on on that subject. But you know, there's some. Uh, I thought that, that was a good review, but I, th- I thought this one was even better. Uh, good spirit into a robot. Very cool. Lack scientific understanding, <laughs> but good drama. And could the Alan Fick character pretty much explains that he was ran off the road and not could have been little more dramatic, but good film. Well, that's not his first language. <laughs> he did his best. He did his best. Yeah, he tried. He exp- I mean, yeah. I get what he's saying after here's watching a, the movie. Here's another one. It's so bad, it's good. Once you get past the terrible 1991 fashions, the message is cute. My son loved it and now wants to build a robot out of the vacuum. You gotta kill your dad first. <laughs> I like this, uh, hold on. I like this one. The movie was okay. Not one of the best films I've seen. Well, I mean, duh. <laughs> here's, here's an interesting one. Cute and kid friendly, not overly sexual. Hard to find live action movies nowadays that don't have some kind of innuendo in them. But he can just go home and watch the creationist film we watched if that's what he wants to fucking deal with. What? It was slow to start, but once the robot showed up, it kept the grandkids entertained. Well, she was just happy to have a day of peace and quiet. This movie was good, but had little to the imagination. Oh, yeah, it was it was too realistic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> too much realism here? I like Here, I'll leave, we'll leave on this one. This movie was just okay. I did not quite get it. 
The father's spirit is in a robot. Really weird. <laughs> Good. Really weird. There's no lengthy ones like usual. A lot of them are just one words. Cute. Good. This, the kids rate it a four and a five. Gia says it should be a ten. That's good. It's true. It's a good movie. The storyline didn't really match the title. No, it didn't. Oh, these Amazon reviews. I mean, it's just... They're not as... In, oh. oh, wow, read it. Here's a lengthy one. It's long. So, usually, I find them on IMDb. The only one I can find one on IMDb this time. Yeah, Bezos it. Let's uh, do it. IMDb ones are always pretty good chunks with some sure. little interesting tidbits. Yeah, weird. Uh, but this one, here we go. I'm not sure if I knew about this movie growing up. I'm pretty sure I never saw it. Just watched it and was surprised at how heartfelt it was. Hmm. And had some decent acting from everyone involved. The title and the artwork can be misleading. Maybe not the artwork. The, the artwork is pretty dead, unless there's a different cover he saw. I thought I was going to watch an over-the-top, goofy cheeseball movie. Okay, what did you and watch it instead? it can be considering the plot, but not as cornball as other movies of this sort of genre. Ending credits song is pure 80s gold. Well, I'll give him. I'll, I'll agree That's with true. that. It was. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, when they say it can be... It can be considering the plot, but not as cornball as other movies in this sort of genre. What, what, is mo- <laughs> what genre does this fall into? I guess science fiction, but like the genre of like dead dads yeah, possessing things. Just Jack Frost. That's it. Jack Frost. What other ones you got? Uh, well, you have Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. He he doesn't possess anything, but he's a he's a ghost. He's a ghost. Let's stick with possessing. It's very specific. And he like, he goes through walls. No, no, you don't need to know what ghost Cosby's doing through walls. <laughs> yeah. He's like peering on people through the walls. Um, I like it says, if you can make it through Jack Frost and Michael Keaton, then you can make it through this. Nothing really stands out as being great, but it's a cute flick. And my four year old liked it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, there's some, uh, well, uh, yeah, there's not too many other dead dad possess things movie. There's a dead brother one I can mm. think of. It's not the same. Uh, the movie The Sixth Man mm. uh, was a movie where uh, was starring Marlon Wayans where uh, his brother dies oh. and they play basketball together in college. Okay. And he comes back as like a spirit, almost like Angels in the Outfield style. Sure, okay. But he kind of like possesses the players and makes them do real good. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Goddamn ghosts. Yeah, so there was a big. There's a lot of those kind of movies in the in the 80s and 90s. The movie Ghost, right? Yes. I feel like that was like, but it was like you know what I mean, like ghost movies that weren't like Paranormal Activity type or possess or possession. No, it like was it was like demon possession. It was like types. here's here's a family drama, but there's a ghost involved. Yeah, it's either a drama or a comedy with a ghost involved. Uh huh. Not all ghosts are super scary, but think about what Casper. Yeah. That was a dead little boy. He died. Was it pneumonia? Smallpox? What was it? I think it was pneumonia. He was sledding. He froze to death. I think he got pneumonia or something. Or what, what else? Was that get? the explanation they gave in the movie? Hypothermia, I think so. I think I read it somewhere else, too. But the movie was, yeah, he was sledding and he froze. I watched that movie not long ago. I thought I thought that was explained because even as a kid, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. The oh, CG we're... doesn't... It holds up okay. He's just... I mean... Otherwise, he's a cartoon ghost. That's fine. Right, but I just mean like the CG in the movie, Seems in the right. original movie, is uh, let's see, it still holds up okay. There's other ghosts as uncles. Yes. So like, there's a dead family. There's a dead family running around this house, and it's real crazy. Maybe they're just his ghost uncles. 
Like there are oh, his ghost you, family. Oh, your fam. You. Oh, okay. I thought that was real uncles. I don't know. It'd be weird, but I guess it could be. I don't know. He's also from a long time ago. Uh huh. They probably died of tuberculosis. He's been there for a long time. So. TB. TB. Sure. Why not? Uh. Well. You know, once the dad does possess the ghost in this movie, I think there's the one dad thing... doesn't possess the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's Inception. There was Inception because it was a dad possessing yeah. a robot that was also a sentient being. Uh, Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch. They are well known for being the uncles of Casper the Friendly Ghost. All right, they were the uncles. Mm-hmm. I didn't just pull it out of my butthole. I thought I remembered it, but I well. One of the questions here is how did Casper's uncle die? I don't want his uncle. <laughs> Who's so what? concerned about how his uncles died? Yeah, how did Casper you die? You know what? With Casper the Friendly Ghost, do we really need to know how he died? Does Casper ever become human? Yeah. In the movie, for like a few minutes. He died of pneumonia after playing out in the cold until it was past nightfall. Casper's in my brain, dude. Yeah, because he is a ta- I mean, died a long time ago. Yeah, a very long time ago. They have that machine in the movie that's going to turn like ghosts into people again or whatever. That part I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember how the they ghost show died. Him. He's like a boy. He t- him and Christina Ricci like hold hands. It's a lot of fucked up shit going on there. For a few minutes in that movie. Um... <sighs> But you know, well, one thing I can't, we can't shy away from in the in this movie that we watched this week, and you thought your parents were weird, is once the dad possesses the robot. Yes. And you know, at first, is like going around not saying much, but talks a couple times, and it's you know clearly Alan Thicke's voice, mm-hmm. which is already funny enough. Like Alan Thicke's voice coming out of this like shop vac robot. It's worth it alone. And then when he decides to disguise his voice for the kids at first, yeah, he possesses the robot, talks different. Tunes himself so he sounds like himself, and then has to fake his own voice so they don't know it's him inside right. of the robot. A lot of extra work there, Robo Dad. Right, and so he's he's hiding his voice from the kids for a very short amount of time, but for a while is hiding his voice from the wife. And I mean, he could have just talked like Alan Thicke normally talks, but like uh, like a robot. I am, and it, honestly, you wouldn't have noticed. You know what I mean? The mom wouldn't have been like, is that dad? No. You know, maybe slightly, but probably not. Because it's like, I just talk like, we just, just made the voice like this. Sound like a robot. Yeah. But instead, the voice cho- that's chosen. <laughs> it's a good one. Is like, I am, this is the dad. I am the robot. I mean, it's a good voice. That's how I want all my robots to sound. Seriously, the robot has like, at least like five minutes straight of like dialogue. Yeah. And we were crying. We were laughing so hard. I mean, it's out of control. Because dad, dad is living. He's enjoying being a robot. And he's having some fun. He's having a lot of fun. And it's like talking to the mom. Like, what was that? Your dead husband. Oh, oh. What do you like? What special things did he do for you? It's like, yeah. Did he do anything special? Like, what? Is she going to talk about having sex with her husband? Yeah. And I think that one of the best lines was... Uh, the robot was doing all the chores around the house. And then when the mom, you know, uh, but, but, but so the start of that was when the mom first discovers the robot uh-huh. and they're talking and, you know, they're like, look what it can do and everything, whatever. And it decides to make some hot cocoa mm-hmm. for the mom. Mm-hmm. And it recites the line, Yoko Loco for my cocoa. 
At first, start, he starts to say something else. He does. He's like, you like my... And then he goes, Yoko Loco for my Coco. It's just too much to Coco handle. Coco Loco. Because keep in mind, when you're watching this movie, you're just accepting the fact that Alan Thicke is a robot, and he's making these sounds, and this voice is him. And he recorded the line, Yoko Loco for my Coco. What you should do is just frame a, a, a four by six picture of Alan Thicke, put it by the TV. When you watch this scene, just look at it. And be like, all right. It's all I can picture. May, it's all I can picture. The whole time whenever I was doing peace. whenever whenever I was doing the other voice, all I could picture was Alan Thick in a recording booth doing that voice, saying these absurd things. The director's outside of the sound booth getting with thumbs up, like, Yeah, you're killing it. Awesome. And then they turn like the thing off, they're like, What is he <laughs> thinking? We didn't tell him to do that. We said just talk normal. What was the choice here? <laughs> we told him just to play it cool and he's I don't know he just kept saying like this is what robots sound like yeah, we asked him like yeah all I did like the like an aide is like I just asked I just told him yeah just just sound like a robot sounds he's like I got this they ta- they call up the uh, director of that other movie he was in with the android boy yeah like did he do it? yeah yeah he just kept telling us the kid should talk like this and we're like no he's not gonna talk like this yeah, so he had a chance to squeeze into this movie and he just ran with it yeah all those years on Growing Pains, he was really trying hard to squeeze that robot voice in. Is he ever a robot in Growing Pains, I wonder? No, well, I can't even think of a reason a robot would Just even be on Growing Pains. Look it up. Find out. Maybe that's... He's not a maybe, robot. Maybe it can one-up Family Matters he doesn't, and have more robots than Family Matters. He doesn't die in Growing Pains. No one said he did, but look up this robot, like, like Growing Pains robot, and if anything comes up... I don't think there was an episode with a robot. With Brad Pitt. He's like a robot. That's not even related. No. There's no robot episodes. It's disappointing. I I mean, there's other... I remember there was one episode of Growing Pains where uh, Matthew Perry is on there of uh, Friends fame. Makes sense. And he plays uh, Carol, the daughter, her like boyfriend. Yes, he does. And you know, he goes out one night. Oh shit! And drinking. Wow, what? And dies. He dies in a drunk driving Whoa, accident. No! What did he possess? Did he come back? Oh my god! They would just pull that shit sometimes. These shows just like deal with this. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to find his character's name. It was like Sandy or something. Matthew Perry dies, and that's. <laughs> Oh, we should just, can we just play the moment? The episode was called Second Chance. Does he get one? He dies. Yeah, he dies. Look at Sandy. I was right. I fucking remember the character name. Isn't that wild? Season four. Yeah, just, just, just talk about Sandy here a little bit. Is there a little... Yeah, Sandy takes Carol on a night in the town, college party, in a restaurant with a lot to drink. After the date, Sandy asked Carol to a Dean's List luncheon for the following day. Despite Carol having family obligations, she says she'll be there. The next day, Sandy fails to show up for their date, and he hasn't called. Carol is a nervous wreck, waiting him for him to arrive, leading to plenty of cruel jokes by Mike and Ben. Oh, no! When the phone rings, Ben begins videotaping what he what he and Mike think will be Sandy giving some goofy explanation Holy about shit. why he is Holy late. Holy shit! Instead, instead, it's Sandy's friend, Doug, informing her that, he, that Sandy is in the hospital. He was involved in a car accident on his way home from his date with Carol the night before. Upon realizing the seriousness of the situation, 
Mike and Ben immediately stop their joking around. Yeah, obviously. Carol goes to the hospital to visit Sandy, who appears to be just a little bruised. He lets on that drunk driving charges are pending against him, but he feels lucky that he has received a second chance. When Carol gets home, Mike is waiting with some terrible news. He had just received a phone call from Doug informing him that Sandy had just died from internal bleeding. They Bronsoned him! That's like every member of Charles Bronson's family in Death Wish. I'm okay. I was just a bruise. Carol is first ups- Carol is, uh, is upset at first, thinking that Mike is playing another cruel practical joke. But as he presses on with the details, it becomes clear that Sandy really has died. This is horrifying. <laughs> That's why the character's name stuck out in my head so much, because the episode is so intense. It scars you. We're talking about things we, we've talked about on this, sh- you know, this program of how things in the past can scar you and they stick with you and then they resurface. How many adults have this bounced around their head? Like, that was serious. Yeah. I mean, like, you think about it, like, yeah. I mean, I when this episode aired, I was not, I was only like two or three years old. Sure. But I obviously watched the show in repeats. Right. It had a, it had a major second life on Disney Channel. All those things that replayed. Back in the day. Who knows? Uh, I would watch Growing Pains religiously on repeats uh, on Disney Channel. Don't don't call anything about Growing Pains religious. Leave. <laughs> don't make this. Let it. And don't even do in the that. last season, you had little uh, little Leo show up. You did mm-hmm. uh, show up there? Yeah, he was cool. a foster kid that went to the school that Mike Seaver taught at because Mike Seaver. Yes. It's like a whole thing, you know. Right. Like he was the rebellious, fuck up kid in he school. Wants to save somebody. Well, no, but yeah, but he was the fuck up kid in school. Right. But then when he later on, he becomes a teacher. Right. Right. Like whole, yeah, he know. Yeah. There was actually a spinoff show of that of Growing Pains. Was there? It was uh so on Growing Pains there was a co a PE teacher. Okay. That they had at the school. Uh huh. And they did a spinoff show with that guy. How long did that last? Um, <clears throat> How long did that last? <laughs> yeah, it's squeaky there for yeah, a second. Yeah, you're talking like uh, <laughs> oh, a robot. <laughs> you're just doing your robot voice. Yeah. It was, no, I'm a it was robot. called Just the Ten of Us. Well, that failed. And it was on TGIF. For how many seasons? Uh, I believe one, three seasons. Wow! I remember seeing repeats of this show, too, at some point. Jeez. How this show made it to uh, momentum, just momentum. Of only forty-seven episodes, maybe the amount of episodes you had to get to to get to syndication. But I guess if Disney owned it and they were just replaying it on Disney Channel, because right. like that was back when like Disney Channel didn't have a lot of content, so they would no. just rerun fucking yeah. old shows yeah. that they still had the rights to. Right, so it's all money. Yeah. Sell ad space, it's Family all, it's Matters, all money. Fi- any TGIF shows. ABC Man, uh, got it. Well, Anything. maybe not Family Matters because that went to CBS at one point. Yeah, but I mean, that's probably because, yeah, they did. That was the end, right? They had the last season. So, like, CBS. They just wanted to. They CBS maybe volunteered to pay for it, and they're like, go ahead. Yeah, they Enjoy. thought they could milk some more money out of this. You Enjoy. Know, well, Send them to fucking space. <laughs> well, that was, you know, the uh, TGIF lineup was getting maybe a little bit different. Ble- you know, bleeding outside the, the world of. The full houses and family matters of the world. You had shows like Boy Meets World that was a little more serious at times. A little more grounded. Yeah, I feel Growing Pains was more was that's like an original kind of TGIF sure. show, and it's weird how it started off kind of grounded. Yeah, well, Family Matters started off real grounded too. 
And then they just embrace the Urkel. Oh, I mean, you the had character to. was like... You had to. Nobody knew what to do with this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he was this... He, he was, it was all over. He had a board game. There's a board game. I mean, the best part is just... A dance? Do the Urkel? Well, yeah, the best part is watching like early episodes. He's not in the credits because he's just a side character, but he easily just takes over the entire program. One of my favorite things about all those shows, and especially when growing up, yeah, uh, was when they would, whenever they would go to Disney World. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, yeah. It was always a bit something big always happened there too. Yeah, it was always momentous. Yeah, Full House. They all went there. Mm-hmm. Maybe Roseanne. That that wasn't part of TGIF, was it? No. <clears throat> they, it wasn't. I don't think it was. I th- I, but I, but all the TGIF shows always went there, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, I like that one too. That was that was talk about ch- that was my childhood. Just the sitcoms, anything on television. Dinosaurs. They didn't go to Disney World. No. My favorite episode. It might. I don't know if it was the last one. It was like a recap episode. Of Dinosaurs is when archaeologists are uncovering all their artifacts they use, like old TVs, old like. Technology, but it's di- from there that they yeah, used. Yeah, because they had TV. They had. Uh huh. So he's explaining what these things mean, and it's flashback. It was just cool the to me. The last episode, they die. They all die. The Ice Age comes. Did I not know this? It's caused, and it's caused by Carl's company that he works for. Oh, huh. Climate change caused by corporate fucktards. Interesting. <laughs> Nothing in common with what's going on today. And that was like, that show was 60 years ago. 20 or something. 60. That's being dramatic. Yeah. It was called Changing Nature. Holy fuck. That's why I should call people who are okay with climate change nature changers. You nature changer. How yeah, dare it's you? the final episode. It's a very, and they all die. I've never watched. Did I see? I said I've seen that when it happened. And they are. And then there's all these. these they're having a picnic for the re- annual return of the Beatles. But to the disappointment of everybody, the Beatles never show. They never return because uh, they had been eradicated after the dinosaurs had irresponsibly built a plastic fruit factory over the swamp burning ground. Was this show made in 2019? Without the Beatles, the vines began growing out of control. Was this show made in 2019? You're just looking at clips. In an effort to revive the dying plant, Mr. Richfield, Earl's boss, orders the Environmental Task Force to make rain. They execute a plan to drop bombs into the planet's volcanoes, which in turn they hope will create rain clouds. Which, of course... The plan backfires. Instead of rain, the clouds bring snow. Causing global cooling and the beginning of the Ice Age. So it was the Ice Age. Yeah, look at They're all, like, wrapped up. I do remember that. Because they're, like, joking about it. Yeah, but then the they're all going to die. Yeah, they're all dying. And they kind of just accept their fate, and they promise to stick together till the end. <sighs> do shows get this? Well, because Earl worked for a plastic fruit company. Well, that guy, that guy's fucking out of control. What was like when they're dropping the bombs. I mean, it's an, that's an intense visual. <laughs> what was his name? The, the Triceratops that he works for. Mr. Richfield. Damn. Yeah, he was a Triceratops. And his camp because last time I saw him, I was watching his campaign speeches when he ran for public office. Yeah, he office. had like big suspenders. He's, he's a he's a modern. They, did they see him coming? <laughs> that's who he is. Yeah, that I that I feel like that show's an underrated show. 
It was awesome. It was great. At the time. I loved it. I mean, I was hooked I immediately because of right. dinosaurs, but also it was Jim Henson related. Yeah. Back then, I didn't care so much about the Jim Henson, even though I liked like. Most I mean, things I did. It was promoted that way. I remember them sure. promoting it like. That's true. Oh, the Jim Henson whatever you know is doing this show. I remember what like. Some sort of TGIF thing where they promoted just a sponge. it being a thing. So just a sponge as a kid, so it's all in there. Just so like, I just was like, oh, this this guy who did this thing I love is doing this thing? I gotta watch this. Not that I regret enjoying all these things as a child, but do you ever sit back, you talk about, you know, we've learned a lot about ourselves. Like, if you, what kind of person would you be without any of that shit? Who would you be? I don't know. Who would you be? Some of that stuff shapes you in so many ways. I'm pretty sure that's why I like to write and create, just watching stories all the time. Yeah, we, we would sit down on Friday nights and uh-huh. like, I mean, they would, and they would even do like those specials on on TGIF that were like, uh, a, with like the kids from the shows giving you a preview of the yes. uh, Saturday morning cartoons that were oh, coming up shit. for the next season of. Shit. So they they would like premiere like the new shows or like clips from the new season of this show yeah. or. Because ABC Saturday Morning was a pretty big deal. Uh-huh. That and CBS had like the two big yes. time. You know, mm-hmm. CBS was big with Turtles, Pee Wee, and Muppet Babies, and then ABC had like pretty much everything else. Fox obviously made their Eventually way. Eventually, they did. Yeah, they cut it. But uh, ABC was pretty much one of the one of the bigger it was. Uh, ones. You know, it's funny. Before we get back to, we mentioned an inventor before being Steve Urkel. We'll get back to inventors in this movie. We but will. you know, it's a funny show that ended up on this uh, ABC Saturday Morning cartoons. Was the Mighty Ducks show? Yes, which is solid. They were like alien ducks. Yep. Yes, they went because, of course, what else was common back then is oh well, if turtles can do stuff, every other animal must. Yeah, but why couldn't they have just been like duck people, like in Ducktales? They could no, have just no, existed no. in the. They were way alien cooler. Ducks. Way cooler. Because you already had two ducks shows. You had biker mice from fucking Mars. The animals were coming from all over the goddamn place. <laughs> it's true. So. Like, Mutant turtles, Martian mice, hockey playing ducks, hockey playing ducks that settle in Anaheim. (laughs) All right. How do we we capitalize on this movie and our new hockey team? That was an amazing brainstorming session. Boom. Got it. Sweet. They just took the logo that had the duck. Uh huh. Here you go. Went with it. Which is just. Man, when the ducks couldn't be the mighty ducks anymore. Just the Anaheim Ducks. But, but now they're just the Ducks. Just the Ducks, what I mean. Yeah, just the Anaheim Ducks. Not even, they don't even call them Anaheim Ducks. With this ducks? I don't even know if they're in Anaheim anymore. Were they, well, let's figure that out. I thought they were. Um, NHL Ducks. Oh, they start, they're still in Anaheim. I thought so. For some reason, I thought they moved. Where'd they move to? The pond? Back to space? Yeah, I don't know. I forgot. They did a They did a cool throwback thing this year, though. With the... With the the original logo? Yeah, they had like a Mighty Ducks Night. They had a cool. cast come out. Nice. Well, that's the place to do it. Yeah, yeah the whole cool. thing. Even though Disney has nothing to do with the team anymore. No, but I mean... That was the cha- that was the name of the... But look at the current Ducks logo. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. But look at the original one. It's just as iconic as like a Blackhawks look. Yeah. It's, it's a serious... Yeah, it's, it's a good design. It's badass. The new one is like a D that looks like a webbed foot. Yeah. Cool. I don't... I'm not, I've never been a fan of the change... I always thought the other logo looked way cooler. I mean, it's a... 
And I guess they can't do anything that looks similar because then they'll get sued for copyright infringement of the team. No, I mean, you could buy that jersey now. No, but I meant the team. Like, if they designed a new logo, it probably can't look anything like that one at all. Otherwise, it'd be infringing on this copyright. Disney obviously allowed them to use it for this season. And then you could buy these jerseys now still. I mean, it's cool. Uh, Through Fanatics. It's not even, like, through, like, a bullshit thing. It's through official fucking NHL shit. But uh, like I was saying before, we mentioned... You know, inventors and Steve Urkel and inventors in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, it was just some of the some of the moments here in this movie. One that I really wanted to mention. Mention it. Is the Halloween party. It's the one we just gloss over. One, the, there was a kid that might have been wearing blackface. I think he was supposed to be a burnt, like, uh, he had like a hospital going on. So maybe yeah. it was like an accident. So he had like a brown painted face that looked like burnt. He didn't tell anybody, but he was actually cosplaying as their dad. <laughs> oh my god! He oh, t- the irony of him being there during the telephone to heaven Stupid. scene. He's like, oh. Uh, but the one thing that I wanted to m- mention is the girlfriend, who is played by the same actress who was in another movie we watched, People Under the Stairs. Yeah. Uh, her costume, I have no fucking idea what she was supposed to be. It looks expensive and scary. Some blob creature. Uh huh. Which is weird enough, like, that's what you're going to be for Halloween? He walks into this Halloween party looking for her specifically, and she is, she is like... For what she has a mask on. For all, like, honestly, she probably threw this party just to have an excuse to invite him over. She loved this kid that much. Oh, she was, she was like... all about him. Oh my God, she's she like, was so she, in love And with he's him. like, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. Making things on the computer, forming computer class, which he taught... I think eventually the teacher's like, you do it. <laughs> she's like, you do it. And then she's like, Josh, she has a question. <laughs> what? That might be one of my, other than Coco Loco for, or Lo- Yoko Loco for my Coco, uh, that might be one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Josh, <laughs> she has a question. You're the teacher. <laughs> And he's like, oh, sorry. Well, hold on. I got to finish up helping this other student. Right. My fellow peers, my students. (laughs) It's it's a wild arrangement. It's a wild arrangement. He did know a lot about computers. Well, right. He's very smart. Probably more than the computer teacher did. He probably did. At the time. Absolutely. I don't know how much she really knew. But so imagine throwing a party for this guy that is the only reason you're doing this. He's You're all about him. And then he walks into her room. He's like, oh, sorry, and runs out. He's like, no, Josh, Josh, it's me. And like she takes off this scary-ass mask, and it's just a teenage girl. And he's like, oh, why wouldn't you wear a costume? She had, like, veins on her fingers. She like, was like, I don't want him to think I'm slutty. So I'm going to be this blob creature because I love Halloween. I'm not going to be a cute nurse or a sexy cat. I can't let... I'm going to be a blob creature. Uh, that's uh, what... That's the, only lo- that's the only logic I can think of. I don't... You know, though, the... Back... Go back to computer class real quick. Oh, go back that, to computer class. That computer class. class looked kind of fun. Compared to, like, computer classes, like, I remember from school. It was like, you just had to, like, type all day. Yeah, type... Yeah. Type... Put a shoebox over your hands and learn how to type without looking at the keys. Yeah, the, well, the class, um, there's a class, there's a class at the at the high school where they the keyboard had no key, num- letters on it. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm like, I, I've never been taught to type. I just type fast because I've done it my whole life. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's done. So, but I mean, so typing was like, 
Like, type it this way. But if I type this way, it's faster for me. Yeah. I don't get this. Is, you're making this harder for my yeah. life. I only remember, like, when, when, like, you're in grade, when we were in grade school, the computer classes were more, like, yeah. fun oriented. Well, like, like Mario, Mario typing? Yeah, you'd play, like, you know, you... like, Math Blaster. Math Blaster rules. Or, like, Oregon Trail on, like, Fun Day or whatever, because uh-huh. you only had computer class, like, every so many days or so, or whatever. And, uh. Oregon fucking Trail. How much did that shape my life? <laughs> been scared of dysentery my whole life. My whole existence. I'm you're always wondering when you're going to forge the river. When I'm going to get bitten by a snake and just die. <laughs> uh, yeah, I try. I can't think of too many other games that played back then. But there were Carmen like, San Diego. Yeah, that was one. That was, was one, more involved, though. That was a little yeah. bit later because I remember like the Oregon Trail days were like when you sold the floppy disks. There was Carmen one, San Diego. I remember playing once that was on like an actual like CD disc. There is one more. Oregon Trail. Carmen San Diego was a big one for sure. It was. But Math Blaster, wasn't there another one? Like right in between those two? I don't know. I remember I we had either. one that came with our computer that was a ba- like this bear. And it was like a reading adventure and a math adventure. It was one of those point and click games. And Howie Mandel did the voice for like the bear that was in the computer game. Howie was a cool dude. A lot of those point and click games were pretty big when we were, were. Uh, when we were growing up in school. Isn't that all the like, games are in apps now too, basically? It's like the same... These- Touch the screen or your point and stuff. Like it's some kind of idea. No, I mean point and click was like, uh, you know, you point and the character goes and walks and does a thing. And oh, I Interact see. with the with the, oh, the area. It's like a bullshit RPG. Yeah, but with no like role playing values, or just, you're not building anything. You're just like you can follow a story or something. Right. You can interact with the room. I had a game. It was Virtual Springfield. It was kind of a point and click, but you could go around all of Springfield from a first person view. Did you go to the things. Lincoln Memorial? Go to the State House? This is uh, was a Simpsons. Ah, game. shit, that's different. Simpsons game, fuck. But yeah, uh, I don't know what, how the fuck we. Oh, computer class. You just want to talk about that? And I, I just that's want to fine. talk about computer class because that computer class looked fun. They were making like sweet designs and stuff. And I remember in school that we did. Maybe in like high school there were some computer design classes to yeah. take to do some stuff. But when you when I felt like when we were in like grade school and stuff, it was all just like typing oriented. Yeah, well, in, in junior high, we had computer class, but half the time it was just like finish your work so you can play Sim Tower. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I build a sweet tower or build a sweet city. Cool. Yeah. Did it just ruin it? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Sim City is sweet. Sim Copter. Remember, they had a lot of those Sim games. And just the idea you could build your own city. Sim City, your monster would come. Mm-hmm. That was Sim City two thousand. Yeah, get them to come. Just. Build a whole city and watch them destroy it. Yep. Ah. Everybody's running around. Or build houses and trap people in them. Those, that's kind of made the comeback. If you want to think about anything. That that's comeback, true. All those games are Simpsons, like SimCity. Simpsons Tap Out is SimCity. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a billion of them. They're all huge. Yeah. They all have millions of microtransactions and things oh, like that. Oh, fuck. Don't spend real money. Yeah. <laughs> On sim game, I mean, I don't think I've ever spent real money. I've bought game for my phone, like sure. bought a game, sure, before, sure, but I've never spent money in a game. Only one to game to get more things. Only one game. I need Pokeballs, man. Oh man, you spent money in Pokemon Go. Yeah, if I if I total up my total tallies for Pokeballs, it's probably like twenty bucks. Yeah, and I can't even really think of too many games I've bought for my phone. I think, uh, Hitman Go. Yeah, this, I bought I mean, that, and then I bought this is just fucking Tetris. Ra- this is just fucking rambling. But my old phone, it I had is. a, I had a Pokemon emulator, so I could play actual Pokemon on my phone, like the Pokemon on your Game Boy, which was sick as fuck. 
Like, I was just playing actual Pokemon. Yeah. I'm like, now my phone's a Game Boy. It's a way more expensive Game Boy now. Cool. The uh, the reason that we're just talking about whatever is because, like, this, like we were saying before, this movie has an idea. Oh, real quick. We'll get to the idea, but we were talking about the Halloween party and that this, the Ouija, the, the game to summon the dead dad. It work. I mean, it works. And yeah. it's insane. Telephone so that, to heaven. That exists in this universe. You can just summon spirits and then talk to Einstein. Well, it was half sum- summoning and half also the dad has been trying to get back to Earth. So imagine that. Dad's trying to escape the the after the underworld or wherever he is, the afterworld. The afterworld's a funny thing to call it. That's that's my name for it. The afterworld. <laughs> that's the movie, Afterworld. Afterworld. Don't, sequel to Upworld. Don't fucking take it. Afterworld. It'll just be Afterworld. Yeah. But then, to get back to computer class... No, no, I want to talk about that, though. The okay, dad, go ahead. The dad has been trying to get back. He mentions it. He's like, I've been trying to get back. Yes. I'm like, what? You've been what? doing what? I was trying to, like, escape out of heaven. Like, yes. Like, bash the gates and... He's fighting... He's wrestling St. Peter. He's fighting the angel. <laughs> he's fighting the angel Michael. And he also mentions that he was up there hanging out with their dead grandma who sends hugs and kisses. Millie. Uh, so, which is funny, like, whenever... If you ever get out... Send the hugs and kisses to the grandkids. Yeah, so she's like, I hope you destroy the laws of physics and your soul escapes heaven. <laughs> that won't fuck anything up. But what was his plan when he got to Earth? To be a ghost! Yeah, but he he luckily just so happened to... There was a robot he could possess. What if not? He was going to possess the garbage can robot? It would have been a horror movie. He would have been possessing people, and it would have been a horror movie. <laughs> the same without that robot, that robot saved that town. Otherwise, it'd be a dead dad possessing all these people to do God knows what. That's, just, that's what it would be. It'd be a possession story. Um, but instead, that's who knows what Jack Frost would have been if he couldn't have been couldn't have possessed a goddamn snowman. Who would he have possessed? Who would Michael Keaton have been inside? Henry Rollins, I hope. That would have been great. Oh, my God. Oh my I God. always forget he's in that movie. It's cool whenever you remember. He's like the hockey coach. Uh-huh. Um, he's a loving but yelling man. So yeah. Henry Rollins. Right. Yeah. Uh, and another aspect I wanted to mention that he's been hanging out with Napoleon. Yep. Who's apparently in heaven. Hey, man. And I think that it was obviously it's a callback joke because the one kid who was playing telephone to heaven who gets kicked off the game. Right. Who's dressed as a dinosaur. Yeah. Why, it's very. <laughs> that's a good, that's one of my favorite lines too. He's like, I wanted to talk to Napoleon. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what he's doing on Halloween night. Trying to talk. That to was me. a weird party. It was a lot of people were dressed like in like goth type, and they everybody looked sad. Yeah, there was a girl, girl was a cat. Uh-huh. There was uh... one guy had a mask and said "boo" when you walked in the door. Yeah, there was a mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of content in this movie. It's very crazy. It's very crazy, but like... But not. But not, because like like I was trying to say before, there's like an idea here, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, the dad, a dead dad possesses a robot. But like, really, not a lot happens. No, it's an easy... You, you get two micro stories. The movie gets made because it's like, that's the tagline. Like, oh, I get it. I know what this is about. Yeah. Like, it's not about... It is. It's like three... There's like three micro movies. Uh-huh. The dad coming back, the reporter, and then the Spotswinkles or whatever the hell... Cotswinkles. But don't forget, and just don't forget that a dad possesses a robot, builds the robot with his kids. It has it gains artificial intelligence, and there's two beings, two sentient beings inside of a shop vac with a lamp for an arm <laughs> and a regular arm uh-huh. who that grabs the mom's ass. Yeah, Man, and she... that's before that she knows that it's the dad. 
I want to talk about how she was going to so just sexual harassment. I want to talk about how she was going to have how she was going to have sex with the robot. But so like when they're doing the thing, like the the Ouija goes to like dad. And so he thought the girl who loves him who would never bet- who would never do anything to make him hate her. He thought she's like you're just playing fucking jokes on me and he leaves. And she's like no, I'm not. I'm sorry. So the next day to apologize in computer class. The question that she had when he when the teacher commands him to walk over to one of her students, she closes a window on her computer and a giant heart shows up and all is forgiven. How can you? You can't. It's a giant heart, which probably took all class to make in that computer. Also, though, she really didn't know that. She didn't know. The dad was dead. That's what she was sorry. She's like, I didn't know. I thought I thought your mom was just divorced like everybody else's parents, which again, divorce in the 90s. It's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. It's an awakening. People had enough of each other. And uh, dead parents, apparently, because like Bigfoot movie, this one. We've watched a lot of movies. With dead parents. The baseball one. That one we watched. What was that one? With the the baseball and the angels in the outfield. Oh, angels in the outfield. That was with dead. That was with a deadbeat dad. Oh, that's true. Mom was dead. But still parents. Yeah, but a a deadbeat dad. Right. Uh, So a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, unlike this one, the mom, everything seemed fine. Do we talk about Steve? Steve was the guy having that, to accept. Yeah, we, we, we mentioned it. Okay, that he was like, sure. okay, fine. I just because I feel like now I'm spinning wheels. I think we're about done here. Yeah, I think we're about done. But the uh, <laughs> just because, like, what more do we have to say about? And we said a uh, lot. How long do we say? We said enough. Yeah, I said enough. It felt like two hours. It felt like two hours. So I think we're go- I think we keep on this train. Of like these like dysfunctional families. Oh my god! Uh, go, we keep this. Keep what other with, bullshit movie from the nineties are you gonna make me watch? It's from nineteen ninety five. Of course it is. And uh, you can watch it if you have Hulu or if you have HBO. It's it's on there. Uh, it's a movie called Man of the House. I think we might have mentioned this in the past on the podcast. Uh, if you know what the movie's about, you know what the movie's about. But the the plot synopsis that I'm gonna read is just the one from Amazon, which to did, me is very funny. Okay, I thought did we did we haven't watched this in this podcast. No, we've right. talked about it before. All right, so what? A long time ago. Okay. And it came up when I was looking at movies related to this movie. Is it when we watched the the, the when he was in Boston? Is that when we talked about it? Wasn't he in that movie? Wasn't he in that movie with Dan Aykroyd? No. What movie did we watch with Chevy Chase? Isn't Chevy Chase who else? Who was in that movie? What Dan Aykroyd movie did we watch? They're in Boston being shitty guys. They kidnap a man. Oh my god! Basketball player? What's that called? Oh, it wasn't Chevy Chase. Who it was, was it? Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd. Close. So maybe it came up then. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy that, Chase. I feel it, like it, there's, there's a connection connect- there somehow. Yeah, SNL. That's the connection. It got my, you well, with your brain. There, I'm sure we talked about <laughs> it then. But here, if you know the movie, you know the movie, and you know what it's about. But this is what the uh, I this is what Amazon th- gives you one sentence. Okay. A man joins the YMCA Indian Guides to impress the woman of his dreams. That's it. <laughs> that's all you get. I don't think that's what that movie's about entirely. That's all it is. Doesn't it go on from there? Doesn't more things happen? Yeah, but that's all. That's they, all it says. Just a sentence. It's one sentence. I gotta watch it now. Man of the House. What? There's also a Tommy Lee Jones movie called Man of the House where he's a sheriff protecting cheerleaders 
who were uh, like going to be murdered for some reason. They, they saw like a murder happen or something. Is it a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's called Man of the House, and he's got to protect cheerleaders. And there's all these girls, and he's an old man. That's what I'm they're picturing. They're doing girly things. They're all and like he's like having pillow fights. Yeah, and he's like, I'm old. And it ends with him saving them. It ends with him joining the Men in Black. I was hoping it'd be like a sequel to The Fugitive. No, it's an origin. It's U.S. Marshals 5. Yeah. It's actually an origin movie for No Country for Old Men. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, because No Country for Old Men anymore. It's all about these teenage or <coughs> they're college girls in that movie, I believe. Uh, anyways, this is not that Man of the House. The Man of the House we're going to watch is from 1995. It has uh, an absurd... Five-star rating on Amazon uh, from 232 reviews. Mind you, Amazon, you could just click. You know what I mean? Bezos. You can just click the stars. You don't have to give like a full-on... But Man of the House on IMDb has a 5.2 out of 10 rating. So I'm sure we'll get some good... uh, There's a creepy poster for this uh, with Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing Puppet Master to Chevy Chase. Well, this looks very Freddy Krueger-ish. Man, this is here. This is going to bring back a slew of memories. Yeah, from, let's not do that. For this movie, from all the other Disney movies around this time. So, uh, I, I feel like it's been a long time since we watched like a Disney movie. This kind of felt like one, but wasn't one. Because, yeah, it's the whole era. It's a whole era. Of movies that felt like that. Uh-huh. With the feel-good movies. This movie wasn't really feel-good. Which one? The, the, and, and you thought your parents were weird. No, it was like they got to talk to their dad again, but like their life like kind of just went back to the way it was. They also should have had a little like they didn't have too many in. If you could have had some more in depth conversations, everybody, and like the mom could have had sex with a robot. Yeah, the mom could have had sex with the robot. Was she like, was going to. She was joking. No, no, no. Let's she, talk about this now. Then this we didn't dress. Yeah, because. He's like, oh. And then, of course, keep in mind, um, yeah, Newman was real horny, too. He was all yeah, about mom. Newman was. Not, he was like, not Newman as the dad, but Newman. Actual Newman, because there's two beings inside of this trash can, this shop vac. But so mom was being all saucy, and she lays on the bed, and then he goes to wheel up to to her, and then he got to pull, like, he, like, recoils back, and she's like, oh, no, and it's like a sad look on her face. I was just being silly. no. She wanted a massage, and it may not have been on her feet. And then she's rejected. She has a new guy that she loves, but, I mean, this was the first guy she loved who just died, who she thought killed himself. There's some feelings there. Yeah. Well, speaking of feelings. Speaking of feelings, next week we'll have some feelings for Man of the House, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT, uh, Chevy Chase, and Farrah Fawcett. Oh, hot damn. Yeah. R.I.P. hot damn. Well, yeah. Just throwing it out there. We had... Alan Thicke was... Oh, my God. What shop vac is Farrah Fawcett in? Yeah, she possesses a a shop vac in the future. Uh, But... (laughs) I'm done. Anyways, yeah, next week, Man in the House. uh, You can watch on Hulu or on if you have HBO on demand or something like that. You can watch it there. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 